Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm Rod Zeeb. And I'm Lori Coonan. And today we're going to talk about alignment milestones, which when we started the heritage process wasn't even included in the heritage process. So we'll talk about how we got to where we're at and the who, what, when, and how, and all the great results that both our members are getting and their clients are getting. So with a little history here, when we first started out with the heritage process, these weren't included. And that was partially because everything we did was pretty much top down. Uh, uh, this comes from my clients were all business owners where you know, dad said, we're gonna have a meeting. Everybody came to the meeting and Perry's clients were essentially the same thing. The concept for this actually came from one of my clients who said, you know what? The way this is designed, it's gonna be like nine months before we have a meeting with the kids. And I wanna make sure that they're involved in this and are, you know want to buy in rather than wait for nine months. So can we have a meeting first with the kids, which I thought was not going to work because it's not the way we planned it. You know? So, but I agreed and we did this and, and uh, it was just amazing the difference that happened with this meeting than what would happen before. Because, you know, before we would first meet with the kids in a heritage day um, and, um, you know, the kids were like this. You know, they're leaning back and they're, you know, their legs are crossed. And it's like, what are mom and dad going to bestow on us today? And it took half the meeting just to build rapport. This meeting, because the kids were there from the very beginning, there was none of that. It just, you know, they were in, they're engaged there from the very beginning. When we got done with the meeting, the plan was we'd have another meeting a year from then. The kids go, no, 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 we don't do, want to do that. We need your story and life lesson. So you go do that guided discovery thing with Rod. We're going to work on family governance since we're the ones that are going to have to work together and figure out how we're going to work together. Let's get back together again in six months. You bring your stuff, we'll bring our stuff, and we'll go from there. And at that point, it was like, okay, we need to make some changes. And then we actually had a, a meeting of, I, I, I think it was an annual meeting. Wasn't it, Lori? We had an annual meeting. And, yeah, I do remember that. Absolutely. And, and we kind of as a group came up with this process. And then what was, it was called at that point, family forum. Yeah. I mean, I think what you realized with your client was it was much more than just a family meeting, you right. know, that families have had in the past. So we wanted to have a different title for it or a different name for it. And really, I think, you know, I think what you charged us with was, you know, we're creating this forum for the family to begin and start from a different place. So um, I think, you know, we, we played with a ton of names. Um, family Forum was one of them. And then it eventually actually became a family alignment day. Yeah, and, and when it came to alignment day, we realized the day was not really the appropriate name for it either because it was more than just a day. There were calls before, there were calls after, there were parking lot lists, there's lots that was happening. And so it wasn't just a day. And so from there, it became a milestone. Yeah. And another reason why is sometimes the family wanted to meet on two days, right? right. Like two half days in order to have this complete event. So it was misleading for one, because it wasn't just a day for the family. I mean, it began with the pre-calls. It began with the planning and what they needed to do to get prepared for this meeting. And also post, right? Because there's follow-up calls, there's a memorandum, there's projects that they're doing. So the milestone really was something that resonated over time um, because we tried on a couple different 
<laughs> different things. Um, I think a module, I think we were, was one of them. But really, a milestone really defined it well because it was a significant experience for the family where they had an opportunity for, to start from a different place and make some significant changes or growth within the family. So it was a milestone for them. And, that, and one that, of the things I liked the most was the abbreviations. It's yeah. a fam for the family. Yeah, and that made a lot more sense. Actually, when COVID hit, all of a sudden we're doing some of these things remotely and Zoom, you know, it wasn't a day anymore. I mean, it was like five or six Zoom sessions, which still happens, you know, even now for families who just can't get together. Uh, so the milestone moniker was a much better choice than than what we started with. As you as you said, Rhino, yeah. with COVID, uh, we were able to pivot to be virtual, and it's still an option today. What we see most families doing, though, is if they can't get started and get everyone in the same location, you know, sooner than later, they'll start virtually and make it a hybrid because they do see the value in making sure they get together um, to end or um, to have the family alignment milestone and celebrate the progress they're making together. Yeah, it's a, it's a precursor now as opposed to the, the whole thing uh, okay. for most families when, when they do that. Let's go through kind of with this change, how has the heritage process been modified well, the process itself, you start now you're starting with the family uh, and projects come out of that that lead forward. And so the guided discovery is still on the you know part of the process. It just normally happens after this. And a lot of times it's happening in conjunction with the the kids working on a project together. So for example, we're working with a family right now and the mom and dad are doing their guided discovery while the kids are putting together a draft of the purpose statement. That's right, a draft of the purpose statement. And so you've got two things going on at the same time, but it's a family, it really is a family thing now, as opposed to being something that mom and dad are driving. And, and those projects came out of the fam. So it wasn't that this was pre-planned what was going to happen. What happens with this is they identify the things that they're going to do and want to do. And that's where these projects come from. They're not pre-planned before we go have sit down in the room together. Yeah, we get the input from the family input from generation two and three, if that's the case, um, because we want to begin with things that they're interested in, things that light them up so that they can get going, right? And, and um, having them focus on things that matter most to them right away versus having things to check off. Right. And it's actually helped with the guided discovery because there's a lot of times where the kids are saying before we start the guided discovery, we may want to make sure we hear about this, um, the particular the one we family we're working with. It was about the history of coming across on the Oregon Trail and all that stuff. Uh, and they wanted to know all that and, and have it in there. So it actually made the guided discovery a little bit different than it would have been by getting the input from generations two, generation two in that case prior to starting the guided discovery. Then what's interesting is we discovered, okay, these are great for families, but it's also great for organizations. And actually one of our, one of our members, the very first fam wasn't a fam, they worked with a business and they were doing an alignment for business. And it's the same concept, the same kind of questions and same kind of methodology only for the, in that particular case, I think it was the board of directors uh, of an organization. 
And of course, then we figured out that same word thing would work with an organization like a nonprofit organization. So it went from being a fam to alignment days, alignment milestone. Well, a fam, a alignment days to alignment milestones to alignment milestones for families, businesses, and organizations. Yeah, and the businesses is also an interesting thing because there you can have the meeting, the structured meeting with the board of advisors for a business. Mm -hmm. um, it could be the board of advisors for the family business, or it could be the, the family itself focused on the family business. So there's many different participants that could come into play depending on the desired outcome for the day. But the structure, as Rod mentioned, is super similar and it flows very much the same. It's even been used with work groups inside of businesses in, in larger businesses. So And teams, yeah. And teams, yeah, and teams. So maybe helpful for, for the listeners to understand what's included in a FAM. So can you give a kind of an outline of, of what a FAM looks like? One of the things that's important is the education section to get everyone on the same page. So we always include different opportunities to learn about different things. So for example, in a family, family alignment milestone, we're talking about the hurdles that families face and what it takes to become a successful multi-generational family. And even when we do the um, education sections, it's very interactive. That's one of the important um, features that we <clears throat> make sure we include in a family alignment milestone. It's not lecture and presentations. Um, so we make the education interactive. Um, so another item that's included in the family alignment milestone intentionally is a focus on communication styles, communication and leadership styles. And it provides them an opportunity to do an activity together where they're learning together about themselves and each other in the family. And then also learning elements that they need to do in order to better communicate with each other. And it's things that they're identifying, but also things that they're reading about in general regarding their style. So it takes away the, oh, Sally just does that. No, Sally's style has a tendency to do that or prefers to do things that way. It's not just Sally being difficult. And the other piece of that is the, the assessment that we use, the, the uh, instrument that we use. It isn't just, okay, so... Lori's one style, Rod's another style, deal with it. It's Lori's one style, Rod's another style. If Rod wants to communicate well with Lori, what does Rod have to change in order to, and modify his behavior in order to have better communication? And I think that's one of the things that's really strong about this is it has everybody thinking about what they need to do to communicate with the, uh, the rest of the family rather than thinking the rest of the family needs to adjust to them. And it's been great. And typically you know, at the end of a, a family alignment milestone, we'll ask kind of, you know, what's the, what's a big benefit or what did you enjoy most or what will you do differently? And I would say 92% of the time, um, this communication and leadership style um, activity comes up as one of the favorites. Um, also included is uh, opportunities for each generation or each individual to share their thoughts on different topics. So for example, we help them come together and discuss, you know, you know, what's important about being a family? What are things that they want from the family? What are things that they need from 
the family. Also helping them think down the road, you know, what do they want to be known for? So really giving them that positive prophecy to live into for future generations to understand who this family is and what they want to be known for in the community within the family circle. And this is designed to get the input from basically G2 and G3 first. So as, as we're doing this, it isn't mom and dad saying, well, we think this, this, and this, what do you think? We actually have the, the kids and the grandkids start with what they think and then have the parents talk after that. Because a lot of times if the mom or dad says something, it just ends the discussion right there. And everybody goes, oh yeah, that's what, what he said or what she said. But from the very beginning, they're all getting their, their input in. And you can see it within the first 30 minutes that they've recognized this is different than any meeting they've had before with professionals. Because normally the meetings they've had with professionals are mom and dad and their professionals sitting the kids down and telling them what's going to happen to them. You know, it isn't, you know, not there for input. It's for telling them what's going to happen. And so that first session, the first section of it with them telling us, well, this is what I'd like our family to have. And these are the things that I really like to see our family, the must have as we call them. And, and hearing from them, that dynamic changes in a hurry and it, and it just builds the momentum from there. Yeah. And even before that, we begin with expectations. So getting the input from the entire family on what they expect to accomplish during the family alignment milestone. And they have been teed up for this kind of conversation because we do have pre-calls as we call them. So we have um, uh, Zoom sessions, video conferences with each participant before we actually get to the family alignment milestone, which allows for us to build a relationship with each of the individuals and also to give them an understanding of what the family alignment milestone is and what it is not. Um, and then also to ask a ton of questions and to really to, I guess, anchor the value of why it's important for them to be at that meeting. And I think one of the, the magic part of that, that conversation that we have beforehand is it is to clear up all the, the misconceptions. It's amazing how many times we say, so what do you think is going to happen? And it's like, is this group therapy? I mean, are you, is this a family intervention or something? So once I understand what it is and what it isn't, just then asking for their input about, so what would you like to see? And probably that's the first time a professional of mom and dads have asked them for their input. And that sets a different tone as everybody walks into the room when we actually have the milestone itself. Yeah. And then as part of the family alignment milestone afternoon or, or second part of the day it's, or of the event itself is figuring out what they want to do or what next steps they want to take. So what are the projects that the family is, are going to take on together over the next six to 12 months? And these could be projects where um, it, the whole family's included. These could be projects where it's just maybe the kids involved, um, or you know, it could be where the entire family is involved and we have team leads. So the family works through that together. And another important part of the family alignment milestone is that we're mentoring or we're modeling for the family what a successful family meeting looks like and the elements that are involved, creating the guidelines for having an effective family meeting or discussion, if you will. So 
we're always building on what we create from the beginning. And we're getting their input as to what's the next step. It isn't like we have this cookie cutter that we know what the next step is. Every family is different. And so every family's model is different. So one of the things that we, we learn from all of this is we facilitate to the family, not to the agenda. As we get going into the meeting, we'll go through this. And then the next steps is like, okay, now that we know all these things, what do you think we should do next? It isn't, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And we also have things for them to consider right. if they, you know, don't have anything in mind or they're looking for a different, um, um, different ideas, you know, we'll have other things that we could suggest depending on what their desired outcomes are. So Rod, one of the things that you had mentioned was children and grandchildren in a family alignment milestone. Um, share a little bit about the guidelines for ages and, and what we would recommend um, to begin. When we start the family alignment milestone, uh, the first one typically is going to be parents and children. We probably won't have grandchildren in the first one. The question is whether spouses are involved or not, and that's kind of a you know up to the family type of thing. Uh, a lot of times the family will say, you know what, we just want the kids to start with, and then we'll have the in-laws come into the next one, and that can that can work. It can also work to have the in-laws in there from the very beginning. Bottom line is the in-laws are going to be involved one way or another because if they're not in the room, when their husband or wife comes home, they're going to say, well, did you ask this? Did somebody say that? No. So, so they're participating whether you have them in the room or not. Uh, so a lot of times it's best to have them in the room, but that's a decision that the family is going to make. And, and generally, it's the kids who make the, the call on that as whether they want their spouses there or not uh, for that. As time goes on, then you can bring in the younger generations, you know, the, the grandchildren and things like that. But that's probably not going to be the first one. That'll be one of the ongoing heritage milestones. Okay, so we call it a family alignment milestone. Is it a one and done thing? Or is it just the first step in a long process? Or how does this all fit? Sorry. As you described earlier, um, it's part of the heritage process now. Uh, we begin with an alignment conversation and determine kind of what the family is looking for, what their desired outcomes are. And typically, um, a family alignment milestone is the first step for most families. And it depends. See, I'm using your answer. I know. Rod. I your answer. So it depends if it's a one and done. Um, as we had said, you know, you facilitate to the family, not the agenda or the process. And you know, I've had a couple cases where the family participated in a family alignment milestone, received great value. There was great discussion. Um, one of the important parts to remember about a family alignment milestone, even if the family decides it's a one and done, is that we build in so many activities and important gems along the way that they do receive so much value in that one day or two half day experience that um, you know they have a lot to build on even if they choose to be done after the family alignment milestone. Um, so an example that I can share is Rod and I did a family alignment milestone. It was a family of um, 17, we'll just go with that. Well, it was family of 17 which meant um, it, that was two generations. So it was five tribes um, and their children. 
um, and the children that attended were over 15. So it was quite a few people. So we needed to modify the agenda a bit, obviously, and allowed for them to have great discussion. So with a family of 17, you can imagine, you know, every question we ask, there was a, a, a lot of time that we needed to allot so that each person could share their answer. And there was great discussion. I remember leaving that meeting feeling a little deflated because we hadn't finished the complete agenda of all the activities. There was great discussion, which then led to not enough time to complete each of the activities. There was tense discussion and being my personality style, I like everyone to be um, harmonious and on the same page and not have a tense situation, but Rod handled everything appropriately and it was a great result for the family. So leaving the room, you know, feeling a little deflated, like we didn't achieve everything um, and there was some tense discussions. Well, come to find out after we provided the memorandum for them, they had next steps that they wanted to take. We also um, gave them some things to consider and I received a call within, I think it was two months after, and the family had a family purpose statement created. They built their own website and they had a, a meeting of the majority of the family with the next generation leading the development section of that meeting. Now, that was incredible. I actually haven't had a family complete that much in two months when I felt the meeting was super successful. So even if they choose one and done, and you might not feel it goes the best, there's a lot of seeds planted and things can definitely flourish. And that was one where there were, like I said, five branches to the family and not all of them move forward. I mean, even in the, in the, I was four out of the five or something, but there was, there was not all of them, but the ones that did move forward, it was like a rocket. I mean, they 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 were rock stars. They did a great job, and you know, at some point, if they have if they know that if they have needs, they can call us up for what would we do next. Their particular model is, I'm guessing that if that happens, or when I guess it did happen once, and you gave them some suggestions of we can you can do this, this, and this, and it was like cool, and off they went. And they'll be back. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, if you plant the seeds and give them enough resources, you know, they're able to do some of the things on their own if they have, you know, a great foundation. And it was fascinating in that group, even when there was the 17 of them, it was the second generation that was saying, we really need to look into this. And they were driving where the next steps were going to be. So one and done is okay. You've gotten them moving forward and they continue with the momentum. Even if you never hear from them again, the communication things that they learn and the things that they get started in this, it may not be everybody in the family, but it'll help the family tremendously. I've never had somebody come back and say it wasn't worth it. Uh, even if they didn't go on, it's like, oh, that was awesome. And then, but we're doing this, this, and this. Oh, Rod, one of the questions that we always get when we're talking about um, how to lead a family meeting or, you know, what does the family alignment milestone include? Does it include money? Do we talk about 
mom and dad's estate. You want to share a little bit about what our, I guess, what our thoughts are on that? Our thoughts are, you know, we probably don't want to talk about the money. I mean, the money itself. We do want to talk about what's the value of keeping the wealth of the family together a lot of times, you know, in, in the family as opposed to just blowing it all. But rarely, I I, haven't, I can't think of any that we've ever sat down and said, okay, so the total estate is X number of millions of dollars. And here's what's, you know, here's what everybody's going to get. That's not what the, this is about. This is about um, identifying what's important about keeping the family together, what's important about keeping the wealth of the family, both the money and the non-financial, financial and non-financial wealth of the family together and moving forward from that. So this isn't normal. This isn't the normal, you know, we're going to sit down with everybody and start showing them numbers kind of a meeting. This is uh, what's important and what are we going to do about it? And then how does the money, the wealth, help us do that? Because as they start identifying the things they want to do, they recognize that there's a lot of resources that need to come into to working together. Money is one of them. Commitment's one of them. Communication's one of them. Time together is, you know, so there's all these different things. So it's it's a piece, but not a specific, we're going to talk about the money. Yeah, we usually take the money off the table, right? Because that is the trigger or the sensitive topic. So what we want to do is build the foundation for helping the family to have great conversations, effective conversations, understanding how to create a forum or a culture to have crucial conversations with the tools and skills they learned in the family alignment milestone and future heritage milestones so that when the topic of money does come up, the conversations can be effective. It's, it's interesting. One of the things that we do do is say, okay, so if we're going to have whatever it is that they want to do, what resources do you need? And they'll start listing the resources. And sooner or later, someone will go, well, we need some money. You know, if we're going to go to a hotel or we're going to do, but it's not the first thing that comes up. It's like, oh yeah, we, it is a tool. It's a, it's a resource that we need, but that's all, that's all it is. You know, and we've seen this shift in a family from this communication uh, activity happen in the meeting. Uh, there was one meeting that we had, it's a family of uh, mom, dad, uh, two kids and two uh, spouses. And the dad and and the daughter just didn't communicate well. And there was always tension. And as they went through the assessment and as went through the, the, the whole program and they recognized the differences in their styles, it was just this epiphany. And dad's going, wait a minute. It isn't that you're not listening. It's that you need to listen differently than I do. And I want to do. And he started rattling for a little bit. And then he just stopped and said, we just need to adjust which was amazing to the family because he's um, somebody like me that kind of is a bull in the china shop. Um, it, but, was, it was fascinating to watch. And as he recognized, I need to give her the space to take the time to come to the conclusion. And she needs to recognize that I'm just going to say it right off, you know, right off the bat. And that's all right for both of us, as long as we recognize it. And that has changed the relationship. You know, we're, we're in several years now into this. That's completely changed the relationship between the dad and the daughter. Yeah, thanks, Rod. And that brings up a really good point about how this process continuously builds on the meetings before. So as you mentioned, you know, this was something that they learned about in the family alignment milestone. 
and it continues to build in the heritage milestones that they are continuing to do. We dig deeper into the communication. We don't just have them do specific activities and then move on. There are continuously additional projects, additional focuses, additional education um, focused around the different activities that we do. Because this is a different meeting than you would normally have, you know, I mean, you're not just jumping in and having your agenda and telling everybody what to do. The training is different. So can you describe the training? Because I think the training for the Alignment Milestone is unique of training I've seen over however many years I've been doing training and been sitting into training. So tell us a little bit about how this works. The training is very unique. It really starts from a different place. So one of the things that we intentionally wanted to do when we started training a family alignment day at the time right. was allow our participants, our attendees to experience what the family is going to experience. And that kind of stems from one of the things our coaching program is built on. Um, we have experience requirements before you're able to take on the designation or graduate for the heritage design professionals um, certification. So one of the elements that we wanted to include in a alignment days or alignment milestones training was that our participants experienced what the family experienced. So they could see and they could feel what the agenda, the script was going to um, resonate in, in the families or, or initiate in the families. So the um, alignment milestones training program is a two day in-person training. And it includes the first day experiencing what a family alignment milestone is all about. So the participants come together as a blended family and they real play the answers and being part of a family that uh, the instructor and the second chair facilitate. We intentionally ask them to stay in character, if you will. Take off the hat of being an advisor or being in training mode and put on the hat of being a family member so that you can truly experience it. Then the second day is when you, the participant, learns all the nuances about the day, how the script is built, how each of the activities builds on each other, why we use different ways of answering questions, why we structure the activities that we do, why we use the words that we do in some situations. And then each of the participants will have an opportunity to facilitate or lead, practice leading one of the sections within the day so that you have a feeling of being up there in front, um, framing things up, having the experience of going through the activity, and then also debriefing. You know, it's been interesting over the years to hear how much people learn from that first day. It's one thing to be asking questions. It's another thing to have that same asked question asked of you. And I remember early on, uh, we had one, one session, and one of the guys at one of the breaks, he goes, wow, that taught me a lot. And I said, why? And he said, because I got asked a question that was really uncomfortable. And then I realized I've asked that question a hundred times. And you know, so sitting in and feeling what it feels like to have to be the participant. And when we say real play, that's what we really mean. Be yourself, tell your real story, be honest, you know. And and when we first did this, 
we did it with a, a coaching, two coaching groups. And it was like, is this really going to work? Cause we're all professionals and you know, how's this going to work? But when you have a family and you have in-laws, you got a blended family, whether you like it or not. I mean, you've got people that didn't grow up together. And so it really does work. And having people be themselves and answer honestly and feel what it feels like to, to sit in that chair, it, it really helps them as they're then facilitating that meeting in the future. Yeah. And in, in addition to having the in-person experience for the training, we also have um, videos on how to do it virtually. We also have quick tip videos for quick reminders as you're preparing for your first, second, third family alignment milestone that you're going to lead. We also have the video on how to modify the script for organizations, for businesses, and for family businesses. So this training program, like Rod said, we, you experience it so that you get a feel for what the family's going to feel like. But then we also have each of the options or each of the modifications in wow. video training so that you're able to listen when you're ready to lead that one. And that's become really important because a lot of people don't walk out of that room and then have a family alignment milestone the next day or have one every week. I mean, so people, you may, it may be a little time between milestones that you're leading and having the videos has really helped people be able to go back and look and go, oh yeah, and prepare for the meeting that they're going to have. And if you are an alumni of the Heritage Institute back in the day, you will appreciate the script. From what I hear, there was never scripts. Ooh. <laughs> There's a difference in style between you and I. <laughs> so one of the things we had added uh, as part of this training is an annotated agenda, uh, which is a script that we do not want you to read word for word. We want you to own and modify in your voice. Um, and one of our recommendations that you'll hear in one of the quick tip videos is Within 10 days, make it your own. Review it after training and make it your own. Create your frames, create your transitions, really provide examples from your life. Yes, so scripts are included. <laughs> and, you know, it is, you know, one of the old sayings from when I was editor-in-chief of the Law Review, it's a lot easier to edit than create. And so having that script doesn't mean we want you to take that script and read it. Like Lori said, we don't want you to read it. We want you to make it your own. But what you're doing is editing into your voice. Then it's yours as you go forward. Well, thank you, Lori. I think this has been helpful. Hopefully this has been helpful for you who are listening. And if you have any questions about all any of this stuff, you can look on the website or you can email any of us. But we just hope that this was helpful to you and it was insightful for you. And whatever resources you need to go from beyond here, let us know. Thanks, Rod. I enjoyed it.